good morning everybody. Today's daf is getting daf yud gimel. We left off on daf yud days. I'm in base four lines from the bottom of the page. Micah Amrulay, Umaikah Mahadulahu. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and honor of life and children. And Lili Nishmas' mother, Goldaba Simcha Shalom. It's also sponsored by Jeff Misher and by Jason Misher in memory of their grandparents that have yard sites this week. Sylvia Har, Silka Basavram, Aaron Har, Aaron Ben Yermio Yoshua, and Irving Misher Yisrael Ben Meir, the Nishamashav and Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors. Thank you, Jeff. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So the topics we're going to discuss today are as follows. First, we started a discussion yesterday about the, the difference between a get isha and a star shukr of an eved, and a whole discussion back and forth between Rameir and the Chachamim, which one is a zuchus and not a zuchus, and why would it be a zuchus or not a zuchus? Rameir holds that it's a chov for, uh, for, for an eved, Kohen to go free because he loses and uh, and he, he loses the rights to eat the truma and the chum hold that he could lose those rights anyway if the master were to sell them to Yisrael. So the Gemara is going to start with my Karmelei Markamahadulu. There we had this whole conversation, but it wasn't abundantly clear what the uh, what the points in the conversation were. So the Gemara is going to ask what was uh, what, what exactly were the details of that conversation. Then the uh, Mishnah is going to discuss the uh, the the idea that if a person says uh, person gives an instruction to deliver a get, a shtar shikhrer, uh, or something of that nature, and then he dies, is it allowed to be delivered after he dies? So that's going to get us into the discussion of mitzvah l'kayim divrei mace, which is a very important uh, topic, as well as the, the, another very important shas topic of divrei shchiv mirah kiksuv dami, that when a person says something as a shchiv mirah, do we view that as if it is a uh, done deal, as if it is a, a Kenyan, even though there was no actual Kenyan that was uh, that that was made. Then uh, on Ahmed Bey's, the Gemara is going to discuss also uh, another important Shastav. A lot of the, these Dapim are laden with uh, important Lamdisha topics. The topic of Maimed Shlashtan, as well as the topic of Dover Shalobaliolam. So these are going to be the uh, the issues that come up on today's Daf. So let's begin. Four lines from the bottom of the page on Daf Yud Beis Amud Beis. So, Maika Amrulei Umaika Mahadulahu. What exactly is the connection in the conversation that we closed with yesterday? Meaning, the Chum said to Rameir that a Shichrur is not a Chov for an Evan because the Adon could anyway decide not to feed him. So, it's not he's not going to lose out on the Mizonos by being freed because he wasn't. He could, it could have been that he wasn't going to get that Mizonos anyway. But then Rameir responded back that an Evan Shabara eats truma, that if an Evan run, runs away from his Kohen master, he eats truma, and now that there's a shikhr, he doesn't eat truma. Who's talking about truma? Now we're talking about truma. So well, what exactly is the, uh, was, uh, how exactly did that conversation play out? So the Gemara explains, Rameir said to the Chachamim, that which you're telling me that, uh, that, that uh, the Adon doesn't have to feed the Eved, so you've explained to me that since the Adon doesn't have to give Mizonos to his Eved, the Eved is not losing on Mizonos through the Shechur because he didn't have Mizonos anyway, or he didn't necessarily have Mizonos anyway. 
but matishivuni ala truma. But how are you going to respond on the fact that shichur of an evid will make him lose out on the rights to eat truma? Because so long as he's an evid that belongs to a kohen, he's allowed to go wherever he goes and eat truma. Meaning, he's, uh, the, the truma is something that's also for a zar, but it's mutter for a kohen and it's mutter for an evid of a kohen as well. So he's, uh, he would normally be allowed to eat truma. Calls man that he's the evid of a kohen. So uh, and now that he that he's freed, he's going to lose that tzuchus in eating truma. So Rameir says further, temru, and maybe you're going to tell me that the shikhur is not considered a chov for the Evan, because anyway the Adon can passel him from eating truma, since Iba'i, if the Adon were to really want to, Zorik Legita, he could throw the Evan a get, Balkarcho, against the Evan, and be Meshachar the Evan, and therefore passel the Evan from eating truma. So it turns out that the Zechia of the get shikhur on his behalf is not really a chov for him because the loss of truma is something that could have happened without the shtar shikhur anyway. So that's not a good answer, Reb Meir says to the Chamim, because an Evan will just avoid being in that situation where the other will be able to throw him again. Shavakle va'arik alma. The Evan will just leave, he'll run away, he'll go somewhere far away that the Adon won't have any access to him to be able to throw him a, uh, a, a get shikhur. Uma ilu Evan Kohen Shabarach, and what's the din? If you have an Evan Kohen who runs away and he's not, and the Adon can't be Meshachar him, Veshes Kohen Shamarda Al Bailo, or you have the wife of a Kohen who runs away from her husband and therefore he can't be Megarishar because he doesn't have access to her. Hello, Ochum they're still allowed to eat Truma. Vizeh Eino Ochel, but now if you're Meshachar this Evan, he's not going to be able to eat Truma. So don't you see that the Shechur is a Chov for him and Ein Chavel Adam Shlobafanov? So that's the uh, the long point that Rameir is making. That while it may be true that he might, he's not losing out on Mizonos when he Meshachrim, because he didn't have Mizonos anyway, but he is losing out on the right to eat Truma. And don't tell me he doesn't have Truma anyway, since the Adon could just uh, throw him against Shechur, because the Adon can't. The Adon needs the effort to stand in one place in order to give him a, uh, a get Shechur. The Tosis points out, and you can't say that since he runs away, he's going to be also Bachilis Truma. Truma anyway, since of a, the, meaning maybe he has to be Choshesh, that the Adon sold him to Yisrael while he ran away. Meaning an Evan of a Kohen runs away uh, may, may, uh, who says that the Evan of the Kohen wherever he is is allowed to eat Truma shouldn't he have to be Choshesh maybe my Adon sold me to Yisrael and therefore I'm no longer allowed to eat Truma and therefore he would not be allowed to eat Truma so Tal says no that's not a concern because that's very uncommon that a Yisrael is going to agree to purchase an Evan from a Kohen when the Evan's not there when the Evan ran away I don't want to buy a, a, a lemon I'm not interested in buying an Evan that's not going to show up to work Tosa Rush writes that the Adon wouldn't be Meshacharim or be Mafkirim because he doesn't want to be maybe Lidei Michshal, meaning the Adon is also a religious person. He doesn't want to be Machshil, the Evid, in eating Truma. He knows that when the Evid last uh, saw him, the Evid was allowed to eat Truma. So it could very well be that wherever the Evid is, he's going to be eating Truma. So by me selling him, by the Kohen selling him to a Yisrael, he's going to be Machshil him to eat Truma. So that's why he's not going to do it. It's a little bit circular, but that's why the Evid is, uh, is the, the Adon is not going to do it, and the Evid can continue continue to, uh, to eat truma. Now we had said that the Ibai Zorik Legita, that the Adon normally could throw a get to the Evid Bal Karcho. So Rashi writes that he could throw a get to the Evid Bershus Harabim Bitoch Arba Amosav Bal Karcho. Right? That's in Dibra Maschil Vichitema. Rashi says, Vade Kabbalah Shliach Zu Enuchov, the Ibai Mari Zorik Legita. 
Pirushus Harabim Bitoch Dal Ramos. So that Rashi is a little bit troubling. The Achronim point out that Kinyan Dal Ramos actually doesn't work in Rishus Harabim. It's talking about Metzia Daf Yud. That Kinyan Dal Ramos is not effective in a real Rishus Harabim. And Rashi he says at the end of this Rashi. So the Garish Yerachim writes that it's really Labdafka. He means Tzidei Rishos Rabbim. And Tzidei Rishos Rabbim, Akinian Dalaramos, does work. So that's just uh, Ha'ara on, uh, on Rashi. And then we said, so it will possible him from eating Truma if he receives this Get Shechur. So it turns out that being Meshuchar is not a Chov, because anyway he could have lost out on uh, Truma. So Tosos raises the question, well, who cares that anyway he could have lost out on Truma by throwing him a get? But Metzius, right now, he, he had not yet lost out on, on the right to eat Truma. So if you're Mechabal Lishtar Shechar for him, he now will lose the right to eat Truma. I Meaning the bottom line is, he's going from a, a place where he was allowed to eat Truma to a place where he's not allowed to eat Truma through the receipt of this Shtar Shechar. So m- m- why, why does it matter that the other could have done something in a way where uh, anyway he wouldn't have been able to eat Truma. But bottom line is, he was eating Truma. That's what uh, Tosas asked. The, the truth is, Tosas could have asked this earlier on the Mishnah. Right? We had said previously, even just about the Mizonos, that why is it not a Chova uh, for him uh, to go free? Ah, he's losing out on Mizonos. Ah, he could, the, the Adon could have chosen not to give him Mizonos anyway. Tosas could have asked the same Kasha there, yeah, but as of we, you know, as far as we last knew, the Adon had not chosen not to give him Mizonos. So he goes from having Mizonos to not having Mizonos. So the Achron were bothered why Tosas waited to ask this question to, until now, until uh, we start this discussion about Truma. But be that as it may, Tosas answers that it's not considered a chov when the Shliach is Zoche and the Shtar Shichur on his behalf, because even without the Zechia, the Master could anyway pass from Truma in another way. Meaning, Bottom line is, that yes, he's going from being allowed to eat truma to not being allowed to eat truma, but, 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 uh, but anyway, he wasn't in control of his right to eat truma. Since someone else was controlling his right to eat truma, the master anyway was just, uh, and it, was, it was out of his own uh, generosity that he was continuing to allow him to, uh, to eat truma. So, uh, so that wasn't in the Evans' control. So that's why you can't call that a, uh, a chov for the, uh, for the Evid. The Achorim raised the question, so then why by an Isha is the Kabbalist get through a Shliach considered a Chov? He could be Megarish the Isha Bal Karcha uh, as well. Um, the, uh, so the Rashba writes that that was exactly what Meir's answer back to the Chavim was. Meaning the Taina was that just like by the Isha, since she's able to run away and the husband can't be Megarish or Bal Karcha, it's the Zechia of the get is considered a chov on her behalf, so too by the Evet. He could run away and not be possible from eating Truma, and uh, the, therefore the Zechia of the Shtar Shechur will be should be considered a chov on his behalf. So the Chav say, no, Mepreshu Kinyano, he is uh, his Kinyan. So, anyway, so says the Gemara now, Shapir Karmalu, back in the Gemara now on the top, Shapir Karmalu, Rameir had a good taina back to the Chavim that through the Shechur of the Evet, he's losing the right to eat Truma because uh, he could have uh, he could have been. He, he was allowed to eat Truma while he was still in the Adon's uh, Rishos. So what did the Chacham respond to that? So Amarava, Hainu to come out of the Masnisin. That's what the Chacham are responding in our Mishnah when they say that the reason the Evelit the Evid eats Truma is Mepneshu Kinyano, because he's the Kinyan of the Adon. What they mean to say is that the Shikhar is not considered a Chov for the Evid, 
the Ibai, because if the Adon really wants to passel his effort from eating Truma, even if he ran away and therefore I don't have access to him, so I'm not able to give him a Shtar Shikhr, well, all I got to do is Shakal Arba Zuzim Yisrael, take four Zuz from my friend the Yisrael to, to buy my Evet, and I'll sell him my Evet, and then he's not going to be my Kenyan anymore. He's not going to be the Kenyan of the Kohen Adon anymore. And he'll talk a Bipasle from eating Truma, wherever he may be. Uh, so, uh, because he's now, he's now going to be an Evet of Yisrael. So his running away doesn't doesn't really help him, and therefore the zechia of the shliach in the shtar shichur is not considered to be a chov for the eved because he's not really losing anything. Anyway, he wasn't going to be able to eat truma. Why dafka do we uh, say that you're going to take arba zuze? You're going to take four zuz. So uh, it seems that it's a very tiny amount of money. And the point is that normally, like we said before, it tells us point that uh, no one's going to buy an evet that ran away. Uh, but for four zuz, it's worth the investment. You know, you take a flyer on something that you never know. He may come back if he uh, likes me as an adam better. So they'll, uh, they'll they'll give four zuz for something like that. In Gulyon and Ashas, Yosvengel points out that uh, that that. The, uh, the, the, that the Gemara in Arach and Davchaf says that that's the smallest amount a human being could ever be worth is uh, four zuz. That that's the minimal amount. So that's why the Gemara chooses that uh, that lashon. Tosus Menachos writes on Davchaf Zayin that it's the derech of uh, the Gemara uh, wherever it wants to mention a very small amount of money to choose four zuz is that uh, small amount of money. It has examples throughout Shas where the Gemara does that. I Meaning sometimes the Gemara has certain exaggerations that it goes, numbers that it uses when ever wants to exaggerate something. Uh, the number 70 comes up a lot, the number 400 comes up a lot. So on the minimum you know, side, four zuz is apparently a number that the Gemara goes to uh, when it wants to say something uh, very tiny, some very uh, very small uh, very small amount. The Rashash raises the question, how could the Adon sell the Eved? He's not Rashusa. The Gemara in Baba Kama says that you can't be Maktish or Davosh Nigzal because it's Eino Rashusa. meaning if someone steals something from me, I'm not allowed to make it Hagdish because it's Eino Rashusi. I don't have control Control over it right now because someone stole it from me and it's gone. It's not here. So if the evidence is Barach, how could it be that I'm able to sell him? I shouldn't have the right and the ability to make a transaction with that which is not Birushusi. So the Rashash suggests that the Evid is considered in the Rashus of the Adon because he ran away so that he should remain in the Rashus of the Adon, meaning he ran away because he didn't want to receive a Shtar Shikhr, which means he only ran away so that he could still be in my Rashus, so that he uh, can continue to eat Truma. So you can't call his running away not being Berushus, as opposed to by when something is stolen, it was Dafka taken away from me, he ran away, Dafka to stay with me. Uh, the other suggestion that Rashash has is that an Evid is Hukash Lekarkaos, and Karka is, is, is Leolim Berushus Bailim, uh, and you could be Maktish and you could sell it no matter what, and that's what the Gemara Bab says, that even if a person steals my Karka, I could still be Maktish, you can't say it's Eno Berushusi, the Karka's right there, the Karka's always Berushusi, so maybe the same thing is true of an Evid. That's a questionable equation. That an Evid is hukash l'karkos, as far as Darke Kinyanim are concerned, how you do a Kinyan on an Evid, but an Evid is not, doesn't have all the physical characteristics of Karka, meaning the reason Karka is always considered Bereshuso is because it doesn't go anywhere. You know exactly where it is, so uh, there's no way that someone can hide it from me. But an Evid actually does move around, and an Evid actually can run away. So that's a questionable uh, equation that the, uh, that the Rashash makes. So anyway, so ask the Gemara, Ul Rabbi Meir, and according to Rabbi Meir, who holds that the Zuchiyah of the Shtar for the Evet is considered a Chov, it's not considered a Zuchus. Well, Tenach Evet Kohen, I get why it's a Chov for an Evet Kohen, because you 
pasul him from eating truma, which he otherwise could have eaten. But Eved Yisrael, Michael Amemar, but what if he's an Eved that belongs to Yisrael? Why is the Shikhra of an Eved Yisrael considered to be a Chov? So Amr Rabbi Shmuel Barav Yitzchak, Mebreshem Avsido Shivcha Kananis, because the Eved of Yisrael is, is, is losing out on the right to be married to a Shivcha Kananis. That since he's no longer able to be married to a Shivcha Kananis, that's considered a Chov. Frak the Gemara, what are you talking about? You're upgrading him. He's now able to marry a much more chashva girl. He's able to marry a girl who's a miyuchesas and who's a bastara and everything else. So because he loses out on the right of shivcha kenanis, that's considered a chov. And so Gemara, avda behefkeret nichalei. The eved would remain, would prefer to remain as an eved in order that he's able to act with a certain sense of pritzos and a certain sense of hefkeros. And the shivcha is zilalei. She is a, she is low in his eyes, so he could do whatever he wants with her. He doesn't feel like he has to respect her like he would a wife. Ushchichalei, and she makes herself available to him all the time. Upritzalei, and she acts with with pritzos, and he enjoys that. Uh, Bas Yisrael has some dignity, so he's not going to uh, he's not going to enjoy that as much. He can't uh, he can't uh, uh, I don't know what, what word to use, but be mezalzel in a Bas Yisrael the way he can in a shivcha kananis. And in that sense, it's considered a chov for him. And in chavon adam shalom befanav. The, the Tosos interestingly points out in Dibra Maschal Avda that the chum also agree that an eved would prefer to act with pritzos uh, toward. It's just that the Chacham hold that the, that that Zuchos is uh, that 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 is Yosef is outweighs the Chov that he loses out on the Shivcha Kananis. Meaning Chov and Zuchos with most things in life there are benefits and there are uh, drawbacks. So it's just that the uh, the benefits of being a free man are going to outweigh the drawbacks of losing the ability to be with a Shivcha Kananis. Now this idea that Avda Bevkeira Nichalei the Gemara in the sugya of Gerkatan discusses that only an Eved Gadol who has who is Tam Pritzos would we say that it's uh, that that it's that he prefers the uh, Pritzos. The sugya in uh, in, in Ksubis Yiralef is about being Megayer Akatan through the uh, the mechanism of Zuchia of Zachul Nadam Shalom Right. So uh, the Gemara says, is it really a Zuchus? Now he's not going to be able to to you know to, to live a life of Efkeros like a guy is able to live as a Jew. You're much more restricted. You have Taryag mitzvahs. So Gemara says, yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely a zuchus. It's a much more elevated form of living. I born that Avda People enjoy being having Hefkeris in their life. So the Gemara says, that's only when he was taught Tamis. That's only when he already had, he's already been living a life of Pritzos. It's very hard to, to leave that life and to cut himself off from that. But, you know, when you're, when you're at the outset, when you're at the beginning and you're making choices in terms of which direction is going to be a more dignified life, a more uh, fulfilling life, so certainly a life of Torah mitzvahs is going to be a more fulfilling life. So that's what the Gemara says, that only an Eved Gadol who is ready to Tom Pritzos and he's ready to Tom Avera would want to stay so in order to continue to act that way. But an Eved Katan who is still not Toim Tam Iser doesn't want to act Be'afkeris. We don't say about him that Avda Be'afkeris Nichalei. So therefore Tosos and Dibra Maskal Avda points out that you have to say that Rameir would be Moda that an Eved Yisrael Katan that the Shlim is for him and the Adam can't be Chozerbo. Meaning, we said that the reason it's a Chov for him and therefore the Shliach can't be Zoch and they get Shikhr for an Ev 
Oved is because it's a Chov, it's Avda Bef Kerenichalei. But if he's not an Oved Kohen, so he's not losing out on, uh, on, on Truma. And he's uh, an Eved Yisrael who's a Katan, so he's not losing out on the, the Hefker and Nichlai, so then Taka it's a Zuchus, and then the Shliach can be Zoche. So when we say that the, you can't be Zoche in a Shtar Shikhar for an Evan, it's not 100% of the Avadim. There is a, a Hechitimta, there is a certain case of an Evan that you can be Zoche in the, uh, the Shtar Shikhar of, of an Evan, according to, uh, to Reb Meir. So, um, Okay, so now we begin a new Mishnah. So the Mishnah talks about a case where a guy uh, tells someone to give a get to his wife or a or to his evid or a matana to his friend, and then he dies before they, uh, they follow through on it. So can the person f- uh, follow through after the death of the Mishaleach? So Omer, Tenu get zele ishti. A Baal says, give this get to my wife. Or an Adon says, Shtar zele avdi, give this Shtar to my uh, evid. Umeis, and then the Mishaleach dies before the wife receives the get or before the uh, Evan receives the Shtar Shechur. Lo yitnu la'charmisa. So you're not allowed to give it, to give the get, or the Shtar Shechur after uh, the person dies, because the, the get is not megarish until it gets to the woman's hands. The Shtar Shechur is not meshachrer until it gets to the Evan's, uh, to the Evan's hands. So since the megarish is, uh, is dead, so he's no longer the husband. So you can't be megarish anymore. You can't be uh, meshachrer anymore. So therefore, that, that's the klal of ein get la'acharmisa. Tulsus points out that uh, even though we already have the din of Ein Get Lachrimis, so we're going to have the Andaf Ayin Beis, but uh, over here there's, a, there's an additional Chiddush, that even though the husband already sent it Mechayim and Shluch and Kamoso, and I might have thought that it's Ki'ilu, the husband is alive because his proxy is alive, his Shliach is alive, so that's considered that it's Mechayim, that it's not Lachrimisa, no Kamash Malan, that the one she's really married to is the guy that died, and therefore Ein Get Lachrimisa is going to apply over here as well. Now, Ein Get La Chermisa is, uh, uh, is, 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 is works with the assumption that Misa itself breaks the marriage, right? The fact that uh, there are two ways uh, a marriage can be broken, either through divorce or through death. So the, uh, the, the death itself breaks the marriage. There is a discussion in Poskim, is that the same? Are those two the same, the same thing? Meaning when a couple gets divorced and when, uh, and when, when someone dies, there's a discussion in the what if a woman dies and uh, her husband says to the son, I don't want you saying Kaddish for your mother. Uh, so, uh, so do you have to listen to the father? Do you say Kibarav beats out uh, Kibarav? So uh, it's a machlokas in the, in the uh, Rishonim according to the Beis Yosef. So some of the Rishonim make a chilek. They say, why is he saying it? Why is he saying it? If it's because he's just a uh, stam, a miserable person, and he doesn't want uh, Kaddish being said, so then he's doing an Avera, and uh, he, he, he's violating the Avtal and the father tells his son to do an Avera. You don't listen to the father that tells the son to do an Avera. But if it's because he says, hearing my son say Kaddish while I'm alive is going gonna, gonna to make me feel like, uh, you know, like I'm dead already, and then it's going to, even though he's probably wrong about that, meaning the kids are allowed to say God, but, but if it's uh, something like that, where he's not, uh, he's not trying to, so, so then it could be that Kibarav beats out Kibarav. So the Acharim say, what do you mean Kibarav beats out Kibarav? The Gemara Kiddushin says that Kibarav beats out Kibarav because the mother is also in the covenant of the father because they're married to each other. If he's dead, if she's dead, they're not married to each other anymore. So if they're not married to each other, then, uh, then they're even. The Gemara Kiddushin says that when a couple gets divorced you, and, and they both ask for a cup of water, you put the cup of water down in between them and let them deal with it. I mean, or you, or, you know, something like that. 
different details in the Gemara exactly how you handle the situation, but there's certainly no preference of father over mother in that case. So that's this whole discussion with Kivegra and the Nadiviuda. Maybe, maybe when the mother died, it's different than when they get divorced. Meaning, maybe when they get divorced, they uh, know She has no Shibu to the father anymore. But maybe when, when they die, so they're still considered to be connected to each other. And the Achorim further discuss does it make a difference if it's the mother that died or the father that died? Because if it's the father that died, so uh, the, uh, the woman is allowed to get remarried to somebody else. So that, that, how can you say that she's still connected to the deceased husband if she has the ability to get married to somebody else? Whereas when the, when, the, when the woman dies, the husband was always allowed to marry other people. So there's nothing that fundamentally changed on a Daraisa level in their uh, relationship. So uh, other than the fact that she's no longer here. Okay, so that's all discussion. But over here we have this concept that ain't get lachermisa, that the fact that uh, when a man dies, that his wife is allowed to remarry, tells you that they're not married anymore. So to what extent is there a, a severance of that, a total severance of that relationship? Is it the same as get, not the same as get? Is irrelevant. They're, they're not married anymore. She's allowed to marry somebody else. And therefore, a get is not going to be able to be chal la'achermisa. But the Mishnah concludes, if he says, give money to a certain person, and then he dies before you give the money, you give that money after death because the person was already Zoha in that money while the uh, giver was still alive. So we had, so now let's focus on that part. So the Gemara says, um, what are we talking about over here? The, the case in the Mishnah that you can give the money after the person dies is talking where the money is piled in a particular corner, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a defined location, and at the, at, at the time that you say, give this money, it's manazeh. You're able to point to it. You have exactly, you know, where the money is, which money it is. That money should be given to so-and-so. So, wait a second. What exactly is the case of the Mishnah? If the person who's giving the money was perfectly healthy at the time that he made this shliach, so why does it matter that, that the money was clearly defined and was in a particular location? There was no kinyan done on the money. So, you not, you're not Conan until there's a Kenyan. So the uh, no saint should have still been able to back out, of, been able to back out of the matana. So why do you have to give the money after the no, after the no saint dies? The Kenyan wasn't done. The Ritva points out, hello mashach is really lavdafka because you don't do mashicha on money. You do hagba on money. Uh, you only do mashicha on something that's too heavy to lift. But they're both the same. Hagba and mashicha are really the same idea that you're machnas it into your rishos in a normal way that you would. It's just uh, money you could normally lift up. So you, it's not. It's not eligible for Mashiach. You would do a Hagba, but uh, let's say a cow, you would do a Mashiach on. But the point is the same over here that you didn't do a, uh, a real Kenyan. Um, Tulsus raises the question okay, so what? You didn't do a Kenyan. You still have to give the money Mishum Mitzvah So Tulsus says that since the Chum disagree with Rameir about that and they hold that there's no Mitzvah Divrei so even though we pass them like Rameir, the Gemara would rather not say the Mishnah's Dafka going like the Sheet of Rameir, like a Das Yachid. So uh, we'd rather not have to rely on a concept that's a subject of dispute called mitzvah l'kayim divrei ames. So what's pshat in the Mishnah? If, why do I need, uh, wh- wh- why does it help that the money is in a defined location? If you're a healthy person trying to trying to make a transaction, you need a Kenyan. Short of a Kenyan, the transaction is not made. And ve'ela b'shchiv mirah. So what do you want to say? That the guy who's trying to give the uh, money is a shchiv mirah? Well, then my iri tziburin. Then you don't even need to, it to be uh, piled up in a defined location. Ki'en tziburin even if it's not piled 
piled up in a defined location, we have special kulas when it comes to transactions done by a shchiv mirah, that he's able to affect the transaction even without a proper kinyan. We have a, a, a principle that the words of a shchiv mirah are and that counts as a kinyan. And there's no requirement that it has to be tziborin, that it has to be piled up somewhere. So the Gemara is two mahalchim over here. Amr of Zid, first malach is Leolim Bavari. That really we're talking about a healthy person. I we said that even if it's piled up, you need a kinyan. No, we could be talking about a case where you did a Kenyan, uh, but it's an unusual form of Kenyan, called a Maimach Lashtan. If I say, look, you owe me money, but instead of giving it to me, give it to uh, this other person. So Ruven tells Shimon, you owe me the money, but instead of giving it back to me, give it to Levi. And Ruven, Shimon, and Levi are all standing there at that time. That's considered to be a real Kenyan. That's considered to be a valid Kenyan. Even though no one no one touched the money, no one picked it up, no one was Magbia, no one was Kona. So that must be the case of uh, our mission, that it's a Maimach Lashtan. And therefore, even after the Nosein dies, you have to give the mana because he was Kona, Bechaye HaNosein. He, uh, he acquired it while the Nosein was still alive. Uh, and uh, why does it have to Dafka be piled up? Because Rav holds that the whole din of Maimach Lashtan only applies to a Pikadon where it's a clearly defined item. It's not just uh, amorphous, you know, there's money somewhere. That it's clearly defined, this is the item, like a picadon. So that's where my Mishloshan works. So that's why it has to be Tiborin, and that's one explanation of the Mishnah, and that's Rav Zvid's explanation of our Mishnah. Rav Papa, um, Rav Papa says, no, Leolam is Our Mishnah is talking about a I, we asked, but by a you don't even need it to be Tiborin. Shchiv Mirah, Divri Shchiv Mirah, Kiksuvun, Kumsurun, Dami. So, Ki'idach, the Rav, the Amrav, Shchiv Mirah, if a Shkivimra says, I want you to give some of my nechassim, uh, a, a mana from my nechassim to Ploni, and then he dies, so mana zeh nosnin. If he clearly identified which money to give, then you give it. But mana stam ain't nosnin. If he just says mana stam without identifying which money, then we don't give it. Why? Why not? When he says mana stam, we have to be choshish that maybe he had something specific in mind. Mind. And it's some mana that's buried somewhere that we don't know about, and uh, you, you can't just give other an, another mana from from his house, from somewhere else, and therefore the yorshim don't have to give any other mana in in place of whatever he might have had in mind. So that's why Rav said that the Mishnah is talking about dafka when it's tziborin, and that's why he said tznu mana leploni by yishchivmer is going to work, and the kinyan is going to be chal because we know what he's talking about. He had said mana zeh, it's this, this money that's piled in this corner. Vihilchsa, it happens to be la lacha, we don't pass it that way. The Kvurulo Cheshinan. We're not Khoshi. So when a person says manastam, it means that he has a buried treasure somewhere, and that's what he was referring to, that that's what you have to give to the other party. So now we have two Mahalchim in our Mishnah, right? Our Mishnah said that if you say Tnu Manalishploni Umais, so you give it Lachamisa, Yitlu Lachamisa. So and uh, the Gemara had qualified that's only if it's Siborna Munachim Bakaran Zavis. So we have two Mahalchim. Ravzud says we're talking about a healthy person that's giving it I, where's the Kenyan, it's a Kenyan Maimon Shlashtan. And Rav Papa says, we're talking about a Shchivmira that gives it. Why does it even need to be Tzibarin? Because it needs to be Manazeh. It needs to be defined so that we're not going to be Choshesh for some uh, for some some buried treasure somewhere. So Rav Papa, my time alone with Rav Zvid. Why didn't Rav Papa say like Rav Zvid? After all, uh, Rav Papa had to rely to explain our Mishnah, Shalok HaAlacha, because we're generally not Choshesh Lukvura. So Kasav Rav Papa, Ki Amar Rav, that when 
Rav said that you could be makna uh, with a maimish loshem, loshem b'milva, loshem b'pikadam. That it doesn't really make a difference if it's a milva or a pikadam. And therefore, uh, you wouldn't need tziborim uh, if it was a maimish loshem. So that's why Papa doesn't like Rav Zid's explanation. Because Rav Zid said, oh, it needed to be tziborim uh, because otherwise a maimish loshem is not going to work. Rav Papa holds that maimish loshem does work even if it's not a defined item, even if it's not a pikadam. So therefore, it wouldn't have had to have been tziborim according to Rav Papa. Rav Zid, my time alone with Rav Papa. Why didn't Rav Zid want to say, like Rav Papa, that we're talking about a matna shchiv merah? So let me talk about You can't say that our Mishnah is talking about a shchiv merah. Mimai, how do you know that our Mishnah is not talking about a shchiv merah? because it says in the Rish of the Mishnah, Haomer tnu getzel ishti avdi umeis. A guy says, "Give this get to my wife." The first part of the Mishnah. A guy says, "Give this star to my avid," and then he dies. Lo yitnula You can't give it after he dies. So time the mace. The reason that you're not allowed to give the get to the wife or the star shukra to the avid is because the guy already died and didn't get Lachermisa. But the implication is, had he, still, had he still been alive, you would be able to deliver that get and that star shikhr, and you wouldn't have to ask him an additional time before giving it, are you sure? You want me to give this? You'd be able to follow through on the shlichus without any, uh, you know, without, without any follow-up. You'd be able to follow through on the shlichus. So, why would you be allowed to do that? Because the guy said, so therefore, when you... When if, if he makes a shliach and he says tenu, you don't have to ask him again, do you really mean it? So, hello, Amar tenu, but the implication is that if he didn't say tenu, he just says, let's say, kisu get ishti, kisu shtar avdi, then ain't then you would not be able to not only write it, but also deliver it without asking him, wait, when you said kisu, you meant that we should just write one and just have it ready in case you later decide? Or did you mean that we should actually deliver it? You have to go and follow up and ask that question. But if it were a shchivmera, you wouldn't have to ask that question. Shchivmera afal gav by shchivmera the halacha is even if he doesn't say tenu get lishti, he only says kisvu get lishti. No sin. Yeah, you would still have to give the get. Betoras the shliach of the bal. So you can't say the mishnah is talking about a shchivmera. So that's a long diuk to make, right? We said why does Rav Zvid not want to say like Rav Papa? Because Rav Papa said that our mishnah is talking about a shchivmera, and Rav Zvid will say from the ratio of the mishnah, you see, it's not talking about a shchivmera. How do you see from the Rish on the Mishnah that it's not talking about a Shchivimira? Because when it comes to a Shchivimira, all the person would need to say uh, is kisvu, is write a get for my wife, and then you'd already be able to kisvu utenu. But, uh, but, but he wouldn't need to say tenu. And our Mishnah dafka formulated where he said tenu, and the Mishnah implied, didn't say it straight out, but implied that if, uh, that if the guy were still alive, you'd be able to, uh, to, to do the whole, you're, you're only able to do the whole thing because he said tenu. And uh, kisvu would not have been enough. But again, for a shchivmira, uh, kisvu is is enough. As far as an evet, it's possible that even if he's a masukan, you don't get you don't give it unless he says tenu. That's what uh, the achron point out over here. Meaning, why is it that uh, that when you say kisvu get the ishti, that a shchivmira says kisvu get the ishti, you assume that means kisvu tenu that you can write the get and deliver the get. Uh, that's because we assume that he means to be Megarish's wife because he doesn't want her to have to face evil. Meaning he's trying to save her, he's trying to protect her from having a situation of Yibum. So therefore
therefore we assume, yeah, but he's a little flustered. He's, uh, he's, he realizes he's dying. He doesn't want his wife to, to have tsaras after he dies. So he doesn't say all the right formulations, but he meant kisvu tenu. But you don't have that svara by an evet. So, uh, so by an evet, kisvu would for sure not be enough. So the Gemara means to say over here, the Mishnah should have said, kisvu get the ishti, Utnu get liavdi. Meaning, if it was really talking about a shchiv it should have split the two cases. It should have said kisvu get liishti and tnu get liavdi. That's the haara that the Tiferes Yaakov uh, has over here on this uh, on this gemara. Anyway, the gemara brings an, uh, a makar for the idea that a shchiv does not need to say tnu. Where do we find this? It's a mishnah later on in the Masechta and Daf Samachay. For originally the Chum said hayotze the color of someone is taken being taken out in chains. Because the uh, the the malchus wants to kill him, wants to execute him. Va'amar, and as he's being taken out in chains, he says, "Kisvu get the ishti, write a get for my wife." Hare'elu yichtavu v'yitnu. They not only write a get, they also deliver the get. Because once he says kisvu, he's megaladas that he actually wants to divorce her, and uh, he meant to say kisvu tenu to make them the shluchim to be megarish his wife. It's just that he was so bibahala, uh, he was so uh, flustered at that moment because he was about to be executed, so he had a lot on his mind. So he didn't think of saying all the formal declarations. He didn't say all the legalese that he's supposed to say. He just said a lashon of kisvu. But chazul. Then the Chamin added to that not only someone who, th- who, who thinks he's about to die uh, doesn't have to follow the exact formulation. Even if a person is going the Medina Sayam, or he's going on, a, he's going through a midbar somewhere on a dangerous journey, and he says Kisvu get the and he doesn't say Tenu. You can also uh, follow through and actually uh, be give the get to to his wife. Um, the Rabbi Shimon Shizuri Omer Afa Masukan, even a Shchivmira who says Kisvu get the and does not say Tenu, we get we give the get to the wife as well because even though uh, he didn't say all the formal things he's supposed to say, um, we uh, we assume he's not messing around, he's not playing games and uh, he's, he's, he just didn't think to say what he was supposed to say. He was just too flustered by the fact that he's dying to, uh, to think to say Tanu. So from that last law lo- that last line that we just read, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, Rav Zvid points out, Rav Zvid proves that our Mishnah can't be talking about a Shchiv because in the Mishnah it's Meduyak that if you would have only said Kisvu, then you're not allowed to deliver the get. So it must be that he's not a Shchiv because a Shchiv who just says Kisvu, you are allowed to del- deliver the get. So Gemara says, is that really a Raya? Maska Flaravashi, Uman Nemelan Demasnisin, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, who told you that our Mishnah has to conform to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, who holds that. Maybe uh, it's going like the Rabbanan that a Shchivmira says Kisvu Get Lishti is the same as a healthy person saying Kisvu Get Lishti, and you're not allowed to give it unless he says Tanu. So uh, who told you that it's going like Rabbi Shimon Shazuri? So now the Gemara goes back to what Rav said that you could be Makne Mamon B'Maimet Shlashtan and what the basis of Maimet uh, Shlashtan is. So Gufa. You have $100 of mine in your Rishos. Instead of giving it to me, give it to Ploni in my place. And you say, with all three parties present, 
Kona, that's a valid Kenyan. So uh, the Makabal Matana is, is, is Kona, that mana, and uh, the guy who's holding the mana has to give it directly to the uh, to the person that he was just instructed to give it to. So that makes sense when you're dealing with a clearly defined item like a Picadon. It's Be'en, you know where it is, you know what it is. But by money, since money is fungible, money is uh, something that... Uh, there's no clearly defined money. You owe me a hundred dollars. Could be any hundred dollar bill anywhere. So low, then the makabel is not able to be mezaka in that money with just a debor and a maimed shloshtan because it's not really in the rishus of the malva. So you can't be makne it with any sort of kinyan. The chum we're not we're not mezaka in this special kinyan called maimed shloshtan. So velukim amarav afilu b'milva. But uh, Rava says even though that's what uh, that mistavri milsed rava bikadon. But Rav said it even by a milva. So even though I would have thought it only applies to Bikadon. What can I do? When Rav said this Chiddush called Maimon Shlashan, he didn't just say it by Bikadon, he said it by Milva as well. So Gemara brings a raya that Maimon Shlashan works even for a halva'a. It marnami Amar Shmuel Mishmei Levi Milva Libiyadcha. Shmuel says in the name of Levi that if a person, if a Malva says to a Lova, you owe me money. Tanei Lola Ploni, instead of giving it to me, give it to Ploni. And he says that in the presence of all three parties, Kana, then the Makab Matan is Kona the Alva, and the Lova is now Meshuba to pay the Chov, uh, but not to the Malva, to the other party. Vitaimemai, and why does the Kinyan work uh, for a Milva? The Kesef is not in any given location, it's not a fine, it's not a defined thing, and uh, a, a Kinyan can't be Chal, and something that's not Pe'en. We treat it as if the, the Lova said to the Malva at the time that he gave him the money, at the time that he lent him the money, that I am being mashabing myself not only to you, but anyone who comes in your place, anyone who comes with a taina on your behalf. And therefore, when now we, he's identified who's going to represent him, who's going to come in his bath, that's who you talk about to. If that's the case, that the, uh, the uh, that, that it's misparal uh, mafreya that the lovas nishtabed to the makabel from the from the very time of the loan. So What if the person that you're trying to uh, give it to was not around yet, did not was not alive yet at the time of the loan? I lent you money uh, 20 years ago, and now my uh, my my 15 year old son. I decide that I want him to be the one that receives the money. So I, I tell you, but my mitzvahshin with all three of us, instead of giving me back the money, give uh, give him the money, right? So uh, so then it shouldn't work because the whole idea of my mitzvahshin is that I'm being mishabin myself to the, to to a, a person at the time of the loan to a person who uh, who's going to stand in your place. But if that person didn't exist yet. Even Rameir rules, you could be makna davar shlo b'liolam. Hanimili li davar sheish no ba'olam. Avli davar sheish no Lo, you can't be makna to somebody who is not uh, who is not ba'olam. So that's difficult to assume that uh, that ma'imut shloshdan would work in uh, in such a way. So the Gemara is going to have a couple of other suggestions of how exactly ma'imut shloshdan works. Just agav on the topic of ma'imut shloshdan, there's a chuvas rivash that writes: What if you write a letter? You're not there 
physically present, but you have someone read a letter that says, I hereby tell you that I want you to give it to Sploni instead of uh, me. So the Rivash says that doesn't work as far as a Maimon Shlashtan, because even if the Nosein sent a Shliach Bimakomo, it doesn't work, uh, the Kinyan Maimon Shlashtan doesn't work, because the Chum said this Chiddush called Maimon Shlashtan, so you need it to be exactly as the Chiddush was stated, so we can't, uh, we can't uh, start, start changing some of the details. And Shulchanak Paskins this way, La Lacha. He quotes this Rivash, La Lacha. And uh, the Shach uh, the, the, the adds, and therefore the Makabal also can't be Biksav. The Makabal also needs to be there. So the contemporary Paskin, the Chuvis Dvar Yoshua, he's Machadesh, that a Kenyan Maimon does work all day, a telephone or a teleconference or a uh, Zoom call or something like that. When Ruvain says to Shimon over a telephone, whatever I have, give to Levi, and Levi's on the telephone also, and he hears the whole conversation that that would work because that's considered that it's not that you need physical presence it's that you need represent you need, you need them all to be in the conversation at the same time where they're all able to react to the conversation Rav Asher Weiss has a piece on this in the Minchas Asher and Gittin where he disagrees with that but that's a little bit about Maimon Shlashem as will continue in the Sugi of Maimon Shlashem tomorrow everyone have a great day oh, yeah.